Tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm. It is going to be a weird couple of days, Mark, as the <laughs> dental work I'm having done. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Holy free holies, man. Yeah. Mm. I will tell you this. It ain't fun getting old. <laughs> well, the getting old part is not fun, and neither is the dental work. So, yikes! It's a, it's a double hitter, kids. <laughs> but hey, I can eat peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad for you. You know, National Peach Cobbler Day was on the 13th. It was last week, and they they started it back in the 50s, uh, not to celebrate the wonders of the peach or delicacies created in honor of the peach, like peach cobbler. Uh, it was to sell peaches, canned peaches specifically. The holiday was proposed, uh, proposed first by the Georgia Peach Council back in the 50s to promote the sales of canned fruit. The council chose hmm. April for National Peach Cobbler Day because that's outside of the regular season for fresh peaches. That means if you want to celebrate, you'd have to make the dessert with canned peaches. Peach cobbler was invented by early European settlers in North America who came up with the idea of a dessert consisting of stewed fruit covered with a layer of biscuit dough. Peach cobbler became popular, a popular staple back in the 19th century, but the day itself began in the 1950s to sell canned peaches. Man. Yep. So what does that say about Mother's Day? (laughs) radio.fm it is the mark and max show where the only privately owned fishing pier in south florida is not owned by the mark and max show no. i don't know who owns it but it ain't us mark <laughs> well whoever owns it is selling it the anglin's fishing mm-hmm. uh, fishing fishing fear the angling angling fear the anglin oftentimes i've been fishing fear mark <laughs> <I> no <know>. uh, <laughs> the anglin's fishing pier in the small ocean front of lauderdale by the sea way up in the northern reaches of broward county is the only ocean fishing pier in south florida anybody can own it's 900 feet long super rare totally one of a kind because every single other pier like it in south florida is off limits to well to being owned they're all in public they're all in public parks owned by municipalities or those sorts of things this is it and for the glory of owning such a thing the pier is currently on the market for it's a bargain 45 million dollars Wow. In addition to the concrete and wooden pier itself, the sale comes with an adjacent property that spans 110 feet of glorious ocean frontage from the high water mark uh, line to El Mar Drive, including another smaller plot, two pot, uh, bl- blocks west that comes with the sale. The new owner gets just over an acre of terra firma in addition to the 900 mm-hmm. foot long pier. Holy moly, Mark. Yeah. You would think that instead of it being called Angland, it would be angler, you know? Yeah, you'd think so. I don't wow. know any anglers that uh, fish on piers that have $45 million. <laughs> so Wow. I, I got a feeling somebody's buying this and, and building condos there. I wonder what I could get for my Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> Radio.fm, Mark and Mag Show, where 
we've already had a pier for sale. You know, we've had Mother's Day for sale. Wow. And now, <laughs> Mother's Day? An $800,000 house? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Where is that, Mark? <laughs> it's in, it's in uh, Fairfax, Virginia. It's a five-bedroom okay. house on Prado Place um, in the Mantua area. It has a great location. There's a Trader Joe's and a Home Depot close by. It's a tempting price, especially for somebody with a healthy budget for renovation. It's listed mm -hmm. for only $800,000, and I say that because it's in an area where many sales top the $1 million mark. So it's a bargain. All right, Mark. Yeah. What's the catch? <laughs> well, the owners want only cash offers, and the home, which needs some work, is sold as is. That's not uncommon in the still hot Washington market, market but there's still one major quirk per the listing. Quote, home will convey with a person or persons living in lower level with no lease in place. They won't let you see the lower level, mm. they say. Listing, uh, okay. they're not going to let you go look at it. Uh, Listing agent. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> if this guy's name is Buddy and the TV show Ozark is looking to add another season, I'm a little concerned, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Listing agent Zinta K. Rogers Rickard says the basement resident is somebody who weaseled her way in and has been th living there for about three years with perhaps another person living with her. The tenants, for lack of a better word, have no lease and aren't paying any rent. The current owners are just not the type that can financially afford or emotionally deal with the eviction. Nevertheless, the house already has an offer. More are expected. <laughs> wow. Now, some of us are uh, of the mindset that when somebody doesn't do what you would like to have them do and, yeah. and they have no right to what they're claiming, mm -hmm. you put on... The number one song of 1980. Uh-oh. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Let's get physical, baby. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Max show. Did you have a good Easter, Mark? Yeah. We had a good Easter. A little family time together. Just uh, hung out over at Deborah and Andrew's place. Our niece, Deborah. Yeah. Deborah used to come along with us on the on the revival tour. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, what an angel. I know. Little kid back then. Now, mama too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we had a good time over there. They've got a great place. I'm glad. They got a great place really? over over near Trafford. That's uh, just they, it's it's um it's an old farm. So they're living. The house they're in is not new. It's an old Jim Walter property. But, oh yeah did it come with a guy in the basement <laughs> no it didn't come with buddy in the basement mm. <laughs> did, all, hide, did you hide the eggs did you no, go out and hide no. the plastic eggs no i didn't i did not okay but they had like wow. they've got like 17 acres to hide them on so wow oh wow yeah what a trick yeah so that's good. and they're planning on building a another house you know building a, a yeah. new house on the property at some point but mm. it's nice wow. man they got a nice big good pond they, andrew's talking oh. about getting uh getting cows and other things i'm thinking wow i got one dog that's enough you know <laughs> i'm thinking green acres you know <laughs> <laughs> well at least he doesn't have to dun, climb dun, dun, dun. he doesn't have to climb a phone pole to answer the phone you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. life radio.fm it's the mark and mag show and mark got it on our way home yeah. From Easter uh, celebration, we went to Haley and uh, we all got together at Haley and Kyle's house. Okay. Uh, and 
uh, Braylon and uh, Hannah and, and and anyway, on our way home, LaDonna says to me, I need to stop by the store. I just got to get three things. Yeah. Three things. That's all I need. Uh-huh. But I have to stop at Walmart because that's where they sell this one particular generic brand of whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, not a problem. There's one on the way. I mean, there's there's a Walmart on the way to everywhere. That's true. Um, and we stopped, and I, I actually said, well, do you want me to run in and get it? She goes, well, you know, I'll have to explain. I'm like, okay, don't explain. But <laughs> what, you know, all right. I said, but you're only going to get these three things, right? right. Yeah, so uh-huh. I'm getting And yeah. then she goes, well, wait a minute. There's a fourth thing I need to get. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay. Well, except but, for that fourth and fifth now, thing. Now, yeah. do you want me to just circle the drive? You know, I'll, I drop her off by the door, and I'm like, I'll circle around and just come by, and, and you know, I'll I'll hang out and pick you up right out front. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know what happened. I, that's I mean. why I'm laughing. That's Yeah. Because I know what like, <laughs> Now, I... I I'm sitting here thinking if if you said to me, I need to stop off and do a little shopping. She knows my answer would be, baby, mm-hmm. my head hurts, my feet stank, my back. You know, I mean, <laughs> just come on. The uh, laundry list of reasons I don't want to a be inside that store. Right. You know, I don't want to sit in the car. I, you know, if you want to go shopping, yeah. you could have done that mm-hmm. any time mm-hmm. over the last few days. Yeah. Not. Now, on the way home, Sunday night. <laughs> Just four things. All I need. Yeah. So, I decided I, I'm i not going to say anything until I hear the words, I'm sorry. That's it. You know, just, all I got to hear, I'm sorry. You're still not talking, are, are you? Yeah. Dude, she asked me, why aren't you talking to me? I'm like, well, baby, you haven't been talking to me. I broke my rule, but you haven't been talking to me. And still, I'm waiting. I'm still. I'll be waiting until you know what. The re- I'll be celebrating the next. You know, he's risen before he says. I'm That's sorry exactly that. right. I'm you sorry. will. Yes. You know, I just, like really, all these years later, you know, and still, it's like. I'm going to start calling her Lucy. She'll think it's because of the red hair and Lucille Ball, but you will know what I'm talking about. LifeRadio.fm. And, uh, you know, Mark, I have... uh, uh, I just got to move on, you know. When I... I that, la- that, last, and that last break continued all through the music. <laughs> no, I'm just moving on. Big wheels rolling. Keep move, moving on, Sonny and Will. All right, so whenever I see the name Lulu, I'm now right. reminded of my niece, Lulu. But okay. I'm also reminded of Lulu Romans yes. calling our show one morning from Hee Haw. Yes. And uh, it was 7.10 a.m. And she actually was calling Wayne Wallace in the Dixie Gospel Caravan. <laughs> That was supposed to be at seven ten at night. You know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, but we had her on the phone, so we talked to her for a little while. Yeah. She had a good time. Yeah, I think we got a recipe for you know Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> pound cake. But anyway, just, that's what I think of when I see the name yeah. Lulu. Yeah, well, Lulumon, <laughs> they sell these pricey leggings and tights and stuff they don't mind if you've power walked danced stretched or meditated in their clothing 
Soon you can trade it all in, by the way, if it's gently used. The Athleisure Company, known for its pricey leggings and yoga pants, said uh, last Tuesday it's expanding the resale program they started last year in two states to all 394 U.S. stores and online. Starting April 22nd, Lulumon shoppers can trade in used items, including pants, tops, shorts, jackets, and more, in exchange for an e-gift card as part of the Lulumon-like new program. The retailer said all returned items will be cleaned and evaluated for resale through a partnership with Trove. That's an industry expert in re-commerce. The chain will then offer the approved <laughs> items for resale on lulumon.com. The value of the gift cards customers will, will receive will vary depending on the type of item traded in and its condition once it's been approved for resale. The retailer will offer 5 bucks for tank tops, t-shirts, short and long sleeve shirts and shorts, 10 bucks for hoodies, sweatshirts, sweaters, pants, crops, leggings, dresses and bags, mm-hmm. and 25 for Lulumon coats and jackets. For a company that sells shirts for 60 bucks and hoodies for 120, you won't be getting a huge return on your investment you may be able to get better offers on other secondhand stores uh, use lulamon clothes go for much higher prices elsewhere hmm. yikes <laughs> you know i have the same I missed a- that <laughs> day in class mark i did i missed that day in class where this must have been taught you know i just i'm thinking this is why nobody buys underwear at the thrift store you know radio.fm mark and mag show the day after easter and i still don't understand the whole bunny eggs and all that and don't care i you know i'm like just really you know i will tell you mark there is an easter basket in my house right now Mm -hmm. that i i did it I know it was wrong of me to make an Easter basket the way I would like it, Uh you know, and so it stayed here because I would have just got in trouble, you Uh know, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's got real chocolate bunnies, solid chocolate bunnies. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm I'm serious, man. And not one. uh, I even hid one on the bottom. There's six of them in the (laughs) You just made it. You just made it for yourself, didn't you? Well, you know what? I wanted Braylon and I to have something to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so when I t- I went and bought extra of that grass, you yes, know, yes, the, the, mm-hmm. and I put the one bunny. I had to take him out of the box and wrap him up in you know mm-hmm. a, a, yeah. the saran wrap, and, and because he wouldn't fit, the box wouldn't fit in the oh. bottom of the basket. Oh, I got you. And so yeah. I took him out, wrapped him up, and put. It in the bottom covered him with the grass and then i put a layer of uh spongebob gummy you oh. know uh, crabby patties yeah uh, i built a layer it's kind of like i did like a, an easter basket like you would a lasagna layer by layer oh. and then i put more of that grass in there on top of the gummy so if hannah's looking through it she's gonna find the gummies and think that's the hidden surprise ah okay but no there's more <laughs> wait there's more i think there might be a ginsu knife in their mark yeah i know what you're doing you're just doing your part to get braylon all wired up before you send him home with hannah buddy payback man payback is what i'm saying payback okay yeah that is exactly what i'm doing and uh you know 
<laughs> what you do is you feed, him, you feed him with chocolate, you fill him up with chocolate, and then teach him songs that Hannah's going to hate. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you know, all those songs that you and I sang when we were little boys... That now, oh my goodness, you know, I actually heard an old guy coach at Little League say, you throw like a girl, and I pulled him aside, and I'm like, dude, you can't do that. I mean, like, he goes, what? You can't say that out loud, you know? Yeah, so anyway, Bray has a really cool Easter basket, and he doesn't even know it yet. That's the whole thing, because, you know, I told him that when we were at uh, Lily's, because, all right, Braylon having a little trouble, because he is, you know, Oftentimes, he is the center of attention, you know, he's, and he's been that for a while. And now that he has others that he has to share some of the spotlight with, well, Mm -hmm. he's okay with it for a little while, but you know, (laughs) he tolerates it and he was good. He's really good with Lily. He -hmm. is, you know, baby (laughs) Lily, he Mm -hmm. likes to play with her and they have fun, but boy, oh boy, when it came time for, you know. You know how I make everything a competition. Uh, I believe oh, life wait, is a game. It's a com- oh, heavens, yeah, really? Not me. No, not Dave. <laughs> and so, you know, we did the whole egg thing, see how many you can get and all mm-hmm. that. And, you know, they're all in the yard. But it was like, this is Lily's two. Just, tur- you know, come on. Mm-hmm. You got to cut her some slack, Jack. <laughs> and uh, Braylon wasn't doing that. He wasn't having anything to do with that. And it was oh, like, no. I'm not kidding. You know, we had to leave them kind of in the open for Lily to find. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not kidding. We both standing there. Okay, let's go find him. Braylon is running as fast as he can. He's doing baseball pop-up slides, you know, in there, <laughs> grab the egg, pop up and run. I mean, and it's like poor little Lily. And it's like, you're going, Bray, come on. And at one point, you know, she was trying to pick up an egg and her little basket thing was kind of tilting over. Mm-hmm. And so Braylon took his basket and put it underneath hers and as she bent down and they poured out you know and he didn't he acted like nobody was looking you know and he took off she looks in her basket she's got one egg in there you know wow keep talking i like this kid i know like i'm so i'm proud and ashamed at the same time mark LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag Show, where a woman wins round in silent skate dispute with roller rink. Mark, <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm thinking. You're trying to make any kind of age, sense out of it? <laughs> yeah, at what age? Really? Come on now. Yeah. I mean, I. Ay, ay, ay. I know. For almost two decades, roller skate event organizer Peachy Richardson was a customer and supporter of an Atlanta. An Atlanta area rink. She yeah. describes Peachy as Peachy Richardson. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Pinky Tostadero, you know, or whatever from Happy Days. I, it sounds like the name of a character in Dodgeball or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, she was a customer and supporter of an Atlanta rink she describes as world famous and a monument in the skate world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of a clown at a door. <laughs> Get back in your mouth. But the the, the Deptford uh, woman charged her, uh, changed her views when Cascade Skating Rink allegedly used her trademark phrase, and that would be silent skate, to promote attractions where patrons quietly cruise the rink while listening to music on headphones. 
Richardson huh. sued Cascade and its headphone vendor, submitting a handwritten complaint, representing herself in Camden Federal Court, and demanding damages of a million dollars. Now, she's won a significant but not final victory in a three-year legal battle, obtaining a temporary injunction to bar the rink's use of her phrase. Richardson's business allows skaters in headphones to choose between house, shuffle, and R&B music presented by three live DJs. She held her first event at Millennium Skate World in Camden in 2016. That same year, she staged a silent skate in Atlanta, followed by another in 2017, Cascade held its first silent skate in November of 2018, a month after Richardson filed for trademark protection, so says her lawsuit. The Atlanta Rinks events continued, despite messages from Richardson asserting, quote, I am the owner and inventor of the silent skate business method concept and an emailed cease and desist order from the businesswoman. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't she have a friend that used to be an attorney before they were disbarred that could help her with this you know <laughs> i mean this is like wow is she writing all of her stuff on toilet paper to save money you know <laughs> bless her heart i get the battle though mark i really oh, I, do i it's, really do yeah I, I do too it's an interesting concept you know i i it's not what i thought it was going to be mm -hmm. you know yeah. I thought silent skate was what you did with eight-year-olds that were on a field trip, you know? Okay, <laughs> it's silent skate time, you know? <laughs> Who can be quiet the longest? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But it's a fun idea, I think. I mean, you've got three DJs on the at the place. They're each yeah. playing a different style of music. You just tune into mm -hmm. whichever one you want to listen to skate to. That's right. an interesting idea. And apparently, except it, that you've it, got one couple that is doing feelings and holding hands, <laughs> and the other one is doing, you know, <laughs> took me all night long by ACDC. That might be a little problem there, you know? The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show, and you know, we were talking about skating, you know, doing the whole skate thing a while ago. And right. was it, um, I, I know it, it's not a new thing. You know, the skating rink is not a new concept. It's been around for, a, a, you know, my entire life. And I'm sure it's been around for a long time. Mm. I don't, I, I don't remember when that became a thing, you know, but I know I'm that. Sure. I know it was when I was in uh, junior high school. It was hot. Yeah. You know, I, okay. I remember it, but I don't, I don't know okay. if, how hot it was before that, you know. It was just one of those life lessons that, you know, uh, when, when I was growing up, I had friends in, you know, that got an, an allowance every week, uh, for doing basic things at their house, making their bed, picking up their trash, you know, stuff that if I didn't do it, I got grounded, you know, <laughs> they got paid to do what I got put in, you know, kid jail for, Yeah, but you know, I wanted to go cause they always talked about going to the skating rink and how much fun they had at the skating rink and mm. meeting this girl at the skating rink. And it <laughs> sounded like so much fun, but, um, the only way I could go was getting my own money. And I did, I mowed yards, I babies, I did everything I could to make my own money. And uh, my mom, even then she was like, well, you're not going on Saturday night. You can go Saturday afternoon to that. I'm like, but that's not the cool skate thing. She goes, well, if you want to go, that's when you can go. She wasn't letting me go at night. So I did. I'm like, even though, just to show you, even though it was my money, my mom was still my mom, and she got to dictate what I did with my money. Right. Because that's what happened when people used to have parents and children, you know? Right, yeah. But, 
back when parenting, that was, wouldn't happen parenting was actually a real thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I went and I've told you this before, but it was my money. And so when I paid to go there, I wanted, you know, I, I never went back. I was like, this is what you guys are talking about. It's so cool. I'm like, what a waste of my money. You know how long it took for me to make that money? This is ridiculous. And I've remembered that, you know, yeah. all the way ever since. Yeah. It's like people, if you know what, if it's not yours, if you didn't go out and earn it, you know, you're not going to respect what it took to get you there. Right. Same thing with, you know, kids now the reason colleges are so expensive and crazy, it's because somebody else is footing the bill. Yeah. That's you know, true. it just, anyway, I learned that lesson at the skating rink at 12 years old and I'm glad I learned it then. Yeah. So it's silent skate. I just remembered the two songs was black Betty, you know, and uh beach baby, like yeah. classics Four, or whatever they were, wow. you know, beach baby, beach baby. Yeah. Those are the two songs I remember that day at the skating rink. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, Mark. Yeah. I'm I am certainly damaged good. You know that? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show where by golly, Mark, if we're gonna have a show and we're gonna have a Florida story, there's gotta be a gator in here somewhere, right? There has to be. A driver in Florida captured video of the moment a large alligator missing a front foot, walked across the road and brought traffic to a temporary halt. Daniel Kaufman said he was driving on Jacaranda Boulevard in Venice when he spotted the large gator dashing onto the road and stopped to take video. He says, we got a straight hog. Look at this beast. It's like a 10 footer. That's what he says in the video posted to Facebook. The video shows traffic stop for the gator, which was missing its right front foot as it makes its way across the road and directly toward Kaufman's vehicle. He says in the footage, he's going under my truck. It's official. He's under my truck. <laughs> Kaufman said he could feel his truck shift as the massive reptile moved underneath it. He said the gator emerged from the other side of the truck and made it to the opposite side of the road. <laughs> Must have been a slow day, you know? <laughs> slow day in Missing Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow i think this this must happen all the time i mean they the, they see gators on the highways and stuff i know that at Gatorland in yeah. orlando they have a they have one of their gators their rescue gators is named turnpike because that's where they, <laughs> that's where they picked him up <laughs> life radio.fm mark and mag show cruising along the day after easter and yeah yeah <laughs> proof positive that uh there are still some easter bunnies that are solid chocolate <laughs> well, i'm glad you found some i wonder if they have acne cream for when you know people in their <laughs> 50s you know because <laughs> after i get done eating this easter basket i supposedly bought for braylon you know <laughs> There's going to be the sugar coma, and then there's going to be the skin oh, problem. Let me go into the doctor. He's going to, hey, really? He's 13? Come on. All right. Mark, uh, I know that you you still go to the movies and, and uh, theater and mm, watch a movie. I know that. Uh, while, not nearly yeah. as often as you used to back in yeah. the day, but the older you get, the worse your eyes get, the worse your hearing gets. You pretty much have to go to the theater to see a movie, I guess. But wow. I think this guy, this guy took it one step too far. Yeah, a superhero super fan in Florida recaptured a Guinness 
records. Oh, wait a second. It's a Guinness story. <laughs> oh, Mark. Here we go. What is that? It's a major award. <laughs> I want to know, Dan. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> he recaptured <laughs> Guinness World Records title when he went to see Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters 292 times. Ramiro Alanis originally earned the Guinness title in 2019 when he attended 191 screenings of Avengers Endgame, but his record was broken in 2021 when Arnold Klein went to see Camelot first installment 204 times. I've never heard of that one. Uh, Guinness confirmed Alanis recaptured that record when he attended 292 showings of the latest Spider-Man film between December 16th of 2021 and March 15th of 2022. Alanis said he's hoping the high number will keep his title safe. Quote, if anyone tries to break my record again, I want him to think twice before attempting it. What is that? Uh, Is that a threat? Um, it sounds like <laughs> the record keeping organization's rules require Alanis to remain in his seat with his attention on the screen for the entire film, including the credits. He was uh, not allowed to look at his phone or take bathroom breaks during the showings. Wow. Mm. Okay. He estimates he spent about $3,400 on tickets while he was working wow. on making the uh, record attempt. Wow. You know, and I mean this, okay, I'm not trying to be whatever. They ought to have to sit through the same movie, you know? Right, yeah. To actually set that, like, because, for instance, there might be a movie that, you know, you really like and don't mind sitting through it time and time again. Yeah. And yet, you know, if you're, like, for example, what if The Notebook was the movie? Oh, Okay. (laughs) And you see what I'm, you see what I'm after I see where you're going. Yes, I do, yeah. So, uh, because he's got his choice over here. The one guy has a movie you and I don't even have never heard of. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually 292, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot. And that's a long movie too. Yeah. Get your life right here. Step right up. You know, life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show where, yes, for the last 10 minutes or so, Mark and I have been trying to figure out <laughs> the last uh, yeah. the last show bit was about, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this guy who set a Guinness Book of World Records watching uh, a movie. Uh, so many, he, he watched it, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, right. 292 times in a 90-day period of time, pretty much. Right. 292 times. <laughs> We wow. figured it's a, he did it. It's a little over three times a day right. over a period of three months. So it was like 90 days. He had, uh, um, you know, he had to do this. So you're talking had, minimum six in the movie play, because you got to be there from the beginning right. all the way through the end credits. Right. So you're looking at what over two hours yeah, per it's two hours, 28 minutes. I just looked it up. Okay. Okay. Plus so two and the and a half credits, hours. plus the credits, which are another 10 minutes or so. Yikes, man. Yeah. So, you got to have that kind of time mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. I mean, he Mark. either, and he spent $3,400 buying tickets mm-hmm. to do it too. Yeah. So he's got to have an income of some kind. Right. right? He's So that means well. he's got to have a job of some kind. So he's either, he's, is he just not sleeping? <laughs> what is, yeah. what's going on here? You know, he's a movie reviewer. I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Well, 
if he's a movie reviewer, Man. he's a really bad I one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, Mark and I both were thinking the same thing. Hey, I can make some arrangements here, uh-huh. and maybe Mark and I can set a world record. Yeah. But no, we can't. <laughs> not if that's the We standard. actually have no. a life. I mean, it might not be much, but it is ours, and, you know, it's... <laughs> Mark, we couldn't do it. I enjoy going to the movies from time to time, but I'm not going to spend three months <laughs> like this two, six, I have seven and a half, eight hours a day sitting in a movie theater for three solid months. No, not happening. I mean, but we would be, if we were to tour India, we would be celebrities, right? <laughs> You're right. Yes, we would. But then, so, okay, you got to spend the money on oh, the movie tickets. Then you got to spend the money to spend the money to get to India. Right. Then you got to be in India. Oh, and <laughs> is it worth it? Is it really? Nah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because Mark, what else do we have in life? Really? What? Think about it. The best we got is what did you guys do? Oh, you talked on the radio. <laughs> wow. Well, since you put it that way. Yeah. You could have set a world record, but decided, no, it was just too much to sit in a movie theater for eight hours a day. You couldn't even do that. Yeah. You know, your family gathers, you're, you're on your deathbed. Your family gathers around you and they're like, yeah, Papa couldn't even bother him. He couldn't even sit in a theater for eight hours a day. Wow. That he was such a, he was so lazy. He couldn't even do that. He failed at being a slacker. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and believe it or not mark and i are really we're, we're zeroing in on this idea to set a guinness book of world records okay oh my <laughs> i i and, just looked yeah. it up the shortest okay the shortest mm-hmm. oscar nominated film ever made has a running time mm-hmm. of 100 seconds <gasps> okay all right i we need to go look What's at the guinness called? rules I'm looking. Yeah. The fresh guacamole is the name of it. Um, Ooh, I don't, I have no sense. idea what it is or what it's okay. about. Okay. It's probably a documentary with time release footage showing guacamole going from green to brown. You know, <laughs> one of those time things, you know, written and directed by Adam Pescapane, uh, works under the name of film uses stop motion techniques to transform inedible objects into ingredients in the dip. Uh, grenade becomes an avocado. A golf okay. So it's, it's just, mm. it's a stop motion movie. Okay. That's what it is. But here, the, what we were looking at it, we got to find the rules. Okay. Yeah, Here's yeah, your, yeah. you got your world record. And considering the fact that when Mark and I are done our time on, actually, Mark's got more of a life to share than I do, but I got nothing. <laughs> so basically it's like the one thing, Hey, Guinness book of world records, you know, on my tombstone, it'll just be empty. He did nothing. You know, <laughs> he was not a big zero, but if I could do this, then they at least say, Hey, so my big fat, lazy pop, I was able to sit in a movie theater and you guys gave him an award for that. Okay. Kind of fits. So we need to find the shortest film possible Mm -hmm. that we could show in a theater that we could sit and watch and get credit. Mm -hmm. 292. I mean, it's a lot, but you know what? It, it doesn't require much. Okay. Eat, drink, sit in chair, watch movie. Uh-huh. That's pretty much my entire life, yeah, Mark. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I, so I don't see why we can't do it. Well, we will officially change our names to Bert and Ernie, <laughs> and we'll go after it. <laughs> hey, Bert.
liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag Show. And, you know, those of you who have listened to us over, over time know that we we love Jesus. We don't take the world serious, you know. Yeah. We just kind of do our thing. And I know that you're going, really, guys, the best you could come up with today was talking about movies. We're actually just <laughs> talking about just life in general and how people will set a Guinness Book of World Records. And right. it's just kind of funny, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like... The, every week we have a new Guinness Book of World Records. Now there's that guy um, who actually does it to raise money for research. And, oh yeah, the guy. You know, the, so he sets the STEM education guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got over two hundred. So yeah. And his whole point is to draw attention to you know the research and and hey, good for him. You know we we try to cover it when he does something because it is for a good cause. You know, but I'm just trying to think of. If there's a way, Mark, that you and I could make retirement money out of this, and that's a good cause, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially if it has a, a residual factor. It keeps coming, and we don't have to do it anymore. Hmm. Oh, buddy. Man. <laughs> we got to get that GoFundMe up and running now, buddy. All right. But while we're here, yeah. a cockatiel lost for three years, yeah. Mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. A Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania family's pet cockatiel was identified after three years on the loose thanks to the bird's love for a classic TV theme song. <gasps> Louise Doretta! <laughs> with the cockatoo. That was a cockatoo yeah. in Beretta, but we'll oh, go with I'm that. Sorry. Louise well. Duncan said she knew the bird she found on the front porch of Christ United Methodist Church in Lancaster County was not a native species. Duncan and Pastor Roseanne Goldberg-Taylor wrangled the bird into a box and contacted local animal rescue group O. RCA Orca Orca posted photos of the bird on Facebook and soon received a message from a family in Ephrata who reported their cockatiel named Lucky had escaped from their home mm-hmm. 3 years earlier Libby Rannells of Orca said rescue workers and the family compared the birds to photos of Lucky and were pretty sure of the bird's identity but a family member suggested another test seeing if the cockatiel would react to the theme song from this TV show <laughs> wow. He started whistling that song, and the bird started dancing, kind of bobbing its head. So we knew then by the vision hole. it had to be the same bird. Lucky wow. was reunited with the family, but Randall said the owners now live in a smaller home and determined they really didn't have the space to properly care for the cockatiel. The orca says wow. in a Facebook post that Lucky now has a new permanent home as their office pet. Y'all went to all the trouble to identify <laughs> that it was yours and that you can't keep it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look at the picture, you look at your surroundings, there's no way we can keep it. Leave it alone. <laughs> Why? I mean, really. You haven't cared for it. You know what, Mark? That bird didn't break out and get bit. He was dumped. He was abandoned. <laughs> you know, I think we should go after these people for... Uh, cockatiel abandonment because he's going to need therapy now he's got real not only once but twice he's been dumped by the same family what are you saying the cockatiel's going to a bird shrink i think so liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show where you know mark and i both grew up at a time where give a hoot don't pollute was the slogan of the day mm-hmm. we had the picture of the the commercial with the native american standing on the side of the road dressed in his native american garb with a little tear rolling down his cheek uh-huh. as 
the hippie kids run by, drive by in their car with their loud rock and roll music and throw a bag of trash that lands at the poor old man's feet. Dang kids. That's what I remember, Mark. Yeah. Give a hoot, don't pollute, Woodsy the Owl. Yep. But for some reason today, so, even today, yep. people are compelled to throw trash into the ocean, sometimes with a they message They made it inside. into a game, Mark. They have. Six sailors from the Brazilian vessel, vessel Bom Jesus became stranded on an uninhabited island on April 1st after the ship caught fire. But they were rescued thanks to their message in a bottle. Oh, no. Oh, come on. I hope that someone gets right. I hope that someone gets right. A fisherman. Dude, this sounds like a movie. Is Tom Hanks set up to do this? <laughs> a fisherman found their desperate plea for rescue floating in the water and promptly engaged the Brazilian Navy. After a grueling 13 days without food or adequate supply of fresh water, the stranded sailors were rescued from Ilha das Flechas, also known as Arrow Island, and returned home to their loved ones. After embarking on a 10-day ocean expedition, the boat caught fire, leaving the sailors scrambling to take their shelter uh, on the remote island off the coast of the Brazilian state of Para. They had very few resources available to sustain them. The smart-thinking team wrote a note and put it in a bottle. They then tied a ball to the bottle and launched it into the ocean with the hope that against all odds, someone would locate their plea for help and come to their aid. The dramatic rescue came just in time for the stranded men. They were taken to the city of Belém and physically examined, and the sailors were reportedly all found to be in good health, although severely dehydrated after their harrowing experience. The six men drank rainwater and rationed their food in order to survive. And the best they could come up with was Wilson, <laughs> the ball. Come on. This is not real, Mark. Come on. A ball. Wilson. As they, tied their, they tied the bottle to a ball. And Wilson, I mean, I at, there are so many tips that this ain't real. We're going to hear that next week. Oh, it turned out to be fake, you know? <laughs> liferadio.fm Mark and Mac show and winding things down for the day mm-hmm. knowing that uh, knowing that I sound like Cindy Brady is kind of bothering me a little bit but <laughs> I'm not picking up on it you make you know, know. you're hearing it in your head it's worse for you so <laughs> you just, thank you very much my buddy I appreciate it it is <laughs> all right so talk to me about an australian man paid yeah. to speak for somebody yeah not many people could get up in the middle of a eulogy in a room full of grieving people they've never met and deliver a message that the dead could not say themselves while they were still alive but that's just another day on the job for australia's bill edgar he's better known as the coffin confessor he gets paid to gate <gasps> no. crash. Yes, he gets paid to okay, gate crash Mark, funerals on behalf of I gotta the dead. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. When I saw the headline, yep. I stopped because I'm like, this cannot be what I think. It, it can't be. But I didn't want to go further because I thought, <laughs> I mean, really, it's like my mind is spinning. It's like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> what is wrong with me? He recounts one particularly mortifying experience. He says, I stand up, introduce myself. I told his best mate to sit down, shut up, or bugger off, which means to get out of here and do it now. Uh, The man in the coffin has got something to say. You were no best mate of mine. You were trying to seduce my wife while I'm on the deathbed, so bugger off. 
And my, <laughs> if my brother, his wife and their daughter are at my funeral service, you can tell them to bugger off too because I haven't seen them in 30 years. So why are they paying their respects now when they could have seen me when I was alive? Wow. And that was just Dude. his first job. He says he, wow. got, he got into this line of work after that man took him up on an only half serious idea intended as a joke. He says, I told the gentleman as he was on his deathbed, look, you know, I could crash your funeral for you if you don't want to do your own eulogy. And lo and behold, he took me up on the offer. Mr. Edgar, after releasing a book about his experiences in 2021, says his story has been picked up by Paramount for a movie release, and he's been contacted for TV shows. Well, wow, dude. And he's got a lot of experience. He's been doing this for several years, so he's got a lot of stories about things he's done. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to be honest, okay, I like it as an idea. It's funny, mm-hmm. but it is kind of a one-trick pony here. Well, yeah. Other than, I mean, okay, imagine, you know, okay, you got a dead guy, and now he's getting to pay back, every, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's funny and all that, but, it, I mean, really and truly, it's like, how much worse do you get, you know? But <laughs> Well, also, he's been he's I, also been paid to go into people's houses and remove things that they don't want anybody to know they had. Wow, dude, really? <laughs> yes. You know, I swear, the best one would be, I won the lottery 20 years ago. I never told anybody. I have hidden the loot. That's awesome. <laughs> and this guy... He knows where it is. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> how much you willing to pay? You don't know how much the lot. You don't know how much it was. Was it $100 or $100 million? You don't know. What are you willing to do for it? Oh, my goodness, Mark. Okay. Did I can you, see how this could go. Did you ever see the movie It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? uh no it's back in the 60s <laughs> it's a crazy 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 title for a movie yeah, movie yeah. movie movie yeah so, and then no, you and not, it's, it's not, one that not. you you probably ought to watch because that's exactly what's going to happen if the, if your scenario plays out there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to say fortune okay <laughs> and then everything <laughs> in the world weird is going to happen <laughs> wow Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings, only on liferadio.fm.